0: warm welcome to the afternoon show i'm bill arnold and every time i get a chance to talk to my friend alex mcfarland i always look forward to it and whenever it comes to trying to get a biblical worldview in a turbulent world he's one of the friends i love to go to first because he has an amazing perspective it's always biblical it's always uh kind and it's uh always loving so always glad to have him back on alex welcome well, thank you. That's a very
1: gracious introduction, Bill, and uh, I, I don't know that I'm worthy of all no, that, no, no, but no, it's all true. I think one of the things that's made our, our friendship so rewarding is you and I both have a great love for and commitment to the Word of God. Amen, and, Alex. Uh, yeah, and let me just... Uh, I i feel such confidence in you, and I'm just inspired by your commitment to the Lord, brother. Well, oh, thank you. I feel the same.
0: Let me just remind listeners that Alex's book, 100 Bible Questions and Answers, is something that when you pick it up, you won't put it down because you will love it. So you can learn more about Alex at alexmcfarland.com. So, <clears throat> Alex, it seems that there is a certain level of divisiveness in the church, and maybe it's just some of the conversations I have at this level hosting a radio show where you have more opportunities to speak to um, academics and uh people who are um spend all day thinking about christianity and they they go down they seem to go down rabbit holes at times and sometimes theologians are are answering questions that nobody's asking oh wow yeah y-
1: you know um <laughs> philosophical and theological inquiry is fun or it can be but uh we do need to remember that um we're supposed to keep the message true to the bible and clear enough that people can respond and like you say i mean we want to really provide biblical truth that is relevant to people's lives you know um... i've watched over the years many a pastor and people in ministry friends and colleagues in in the clergy i've watched people sort of uh... kind of get way out into the weeds Mm -hmm. shall we say and they This is not a cliche, we can talk about it, but they major on the minors. You know, like Augustine said 1,600 years ago, there are the the essentials on which we agree. You know, the deity of Christ, that he died on the cross and paid for our sin debt, that's called the atonement. And the forgiveness and the the absolution of sin is appropriated to us through faith. Mm -hmm. We put our trust in Jesus. And we all agree on this. The Son of God died on the cross, rose again from the dead, and we put our faith in Jesus. Now, there are 99-plus other interesting topics that we we all may have some sincerely held opinions on, but it's the gospel, the good news of the gospel, the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. These are the majors on which we all agree, or at least we should agree. Yes. And so, Bill, it does grieve my heart when I watch people burn bridges and sequester themselves away over incidental, very tangential things that just
0: really, they don't matter, Mm -hmm. like the good news of the gospel matters. Mm -hmm. And Alex, when I see people in pastoral positions and people with uh, PhDs after their name, I, I do sometimes hear that there is. Um, uh, I don't want to talk about sin as much. I, I, I want to just let everyone know they're they're welcome, and I, I think yes, they are welcome. But please let them know we are sinners in need of repentance if we're going to come to saving faith.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and let me just say that in every generation. There are a couple of things that the church must recommit itself to. One is the authority of Scripture, that the Bible is the Word of God. Amen. And you and I, over the years of our you know, radio collaborations, um, I applaud you because you and I have talked many, many times about the compelling lines of evidence that prove that the Bible is the Word of God. So the, the Bible is the Word of God um, of divine origin, and every generation of christians has to again you know reassert itself to the authority of scripture the other thing is the the truth of and simplicity of and relevancy of the gospel you know in 1st uh, corinthians 15:3 through 5 which is um some of the earliest parts of the new testament and by the way if you hear noise in the background i'm at a youth camp bill i'm at a uh, we're in front of a couple of hundred teenagers. The first of six youth camps we're doing this summer, and so uh, it's the wonderful beehive of activity that <laughs> is a Christian summer camp. Uh huh. So if you hear ambient noise, that's what it is. But I love it. What I was going to say was First Corinthians fifteen three through five. Paul said, "I delivered unto you that which I first received, how that Christ died." was buried according to the scriptures, the third day rose again from the dead. So the good news of the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus for the sins of the world, that whosoever will may come. And that's pretty simple. 1 John 5, 1, this is really, really simple. 1 John 5, 1 says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Now, I can almost hear my theologian friends saying, but, but but, what do they believe about election? What do they believe about the sovereignty of God? Mm-hmm. Do they believe in free will or not? Look, if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, as he said, and that you're trusting in what he did on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins, you're in. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I could give you so many verses, John six forty, First 1 John five thirteen first uh, john five one john three sixteen acts sixteen thirty one um if you believe in Jesus, the Son of God who paid your sin debt on the cross, if you put your faith in Jesus and simply say, Dear Lord, I do believe, please save me you're a christian mm-hmm. john six thirty seven now the reason I bring that up is every generation of christians needs to recommit themselves to the authority of scripture but also to the the wonderful timelessness and truth of the gospel the good news that whosoever will turn
0: from sin to christ will be saved mhm alex i i love that we're talking about this today about the the supremacy of God's Word and the Supremacy of the Son of God. And I would love for us to go through a short passage in Colossians chapter 1, starting in verse 15. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things In him all things hold together, and he is the head of the body, the church, he is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that everything he might have, the supremacy. And now the verse I love, 19, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. Amen. That's wonderful. Yeah.
1: All the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. Yeah. And bill as you know this is part of what makes christianity so utterly unique is that we have the incarnation that the eternal god took on a human body the the incarnation um you know it's amazing um in jesus dwells all the fullness of the godhead in bodily form most unique life ever lived fully god fully man but not fallen man, and it was this incarnation and this deity of Jesus that made him qualified to go to the cross and die for our sins, you know. I mean, as my friend Erwin Lutzer says, we needed a Savior who, at least in some way, was outside of our predicament. A sinner can't save sinners, Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, A drowning man can't save someone who's drowning. We needed a sinless Savior. Yes. Uh, Human, and, you know, the New Testament says, tempted in all points like we, yet without sin. I mean, Jesus truly does understand. But um, it's amazing. In John 17, Jesus says, Father, I finished the work you gave me to do. Now glorify me with the glory we had before the world was. That's amazing. So Jesus was prior to the world. A similar statement is in John 15, where Jesus is on the way to the cross, um, and he says, the hour has come. It's amazing. Uh, Here is conversation within the Trinity. John, I'm sorry, 1228, Jesus says... Father, glorify thy name. And then a voice from heaven comes, some said it thundered, and the voice says, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. Amazing. Mm. The Father and the Son communicating. Jesus says, Father, I have glorified your name. And the Father says back, I will glorify your name. How? In the resurrection uh, and, of course, Philippians 2 says the name above all names, the name before which every knee will bow. Acts 4.12, there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. The incarnation, God never ceased to be God. Mm-hmm. And yet the appropriate measure of God's wrath that the whole world deserved, I deserved it, was poured onto Jesus so that the sin debt was completely paid. And this is amazing, and and I'll throw it back to you, but listen to this. Without compromising His holiness, without compromising the law, justice was served, yet grace was offered, uh, without in any way diminishing His deity, His eternality, In the incarnation and Christ's death on the cross, salvation was made possible. It honestly is, it's a simple story. Jesus took my punishment. Mm -hmm. But, Bill, it's a very complex story that God acted in accord with his nature. He fulfilled all of the promises of his word, and the mercy of a holy God is extended and offered to a very rebellious, blasphemous, fallen man and God says, simply put your faith in me, and all is
0: forgiven. Indeed, that is good news. That's beautiful, Alex. Now I know you're at a youth camp, and you're going to be doing six weeks of youth camp. So, yes, what that's ages? That's right. I just we're getting ready to go to break. What ages are you uh, speaking to? Middle school and high schoolers. Okay, does it smell like youth camp?
1: Uh, it does, okay, indeed. I thought I and, figured um, that would
0: be your answer. Yeah, good. Do you
1: know, I, I I told, for a year we've been working on all these, and we'll be in front of 1,200 students all summer long, and I've said, bring your Bible, bring your Bible.
0: I should have said, bring soap and <laughs> yeah, deodorant, too. Yeah, right, of course. So here's what I want to do. <laughs> we'll take a break and come back, and I would love for you to share with our audience in the remaining time we have... Um, what a what a simple message would sound like being delivered to junior high kids um, how you would uh, present uh, in a in a simple clear way that these kids would go yeah i want to place my faith in jesus so i'll give you 90 seconds to think about that dr alex mcfarland is my guest you can learn more about him at alexmcfarland.com after a short break we'll be right back Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. When I pray, I love to go to God's word and pray back to the Father. I love to go in Psalm 103, where I start by praying, praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I always think if I start talking to God with his words, I let him start the conversation. That's always the way that I love to pray. Praying together at MyFaithRadio.com. All right, take a deep breath and imagine you're at youth camp, and our speaker is Dr. Alex McFarlane. You'd be so lucky to be at youth camp and have him as your speaker throughout the week. He's going to be speaking at six weeks of youth camp, and I would uh, imagine there's going to be quite a harvest because of the giftedness of your message and your tone and your delivery and the way in which the Holy Spirit works in the lives of young kids that are attending summer camps. It's a big deal, isn't it?
1: it really is and uh thanks for mentioning that it's it's such a blessing such a blessing and uh, the uh website of the camps there may still be some spots uh several are sold out but we're going to be in New Jersey, Iowa, I'm going to be in um Cedar Falls, Iowa this summer and Tennessee and Georgia nice uh, uh but the website of the camp is equipretreat.org and Bill, we focus a lot on worldview, Christian worldview, because these kids today are just inundated with so many things, you know, wokeness and transgenderism and homosexuality. And, uh, you know, I mean, we were doing a and a yesterday, and it's funny, you know, 10, 15 years ago, there were questions like, you know, what, what about Christians or Muslims, you know, do what about the quran versus the bible but now it is all about moral issues mm-hmm. genderism uh just almost like this what does it mean to be a human being and kids are kids are just being bombarded with so much these days that there's really kind of a a crisis of identity who am i and i i believe and certainly all Christian scholars up into this last couple of years would have concurred that, um, your gender is part of who God made you. Uh, males and females are equal in worth and value, dignity, personhood, but absolutely different in terms of anatomy, function, just equal in worth, but different in function. And gender is a beautiful gift ordained by God but see that's even in denial now Bill I I have professors at allegedly Christian universities that email me and message me and they just very often berate me wow. because I'm I'm not uh, you know I I don't believe gender is fluid and so we're we're in a tough time just in the previous segment you and I were talking about the need to commit ourselves to the gospel Uh, We've got to commit ourselves to reality, (laughs) truth. And the reality is, uh, male and female, these are not contrived, manufactured ideas. Gender is objective. And so we're really... And and Bill, the only hope is the church, empowered by the Spirit of God. But we are in an age when, when the church must call a prodigal world back mm-hmm. onto the solid
0: ground of truth amen so alex when these kids look at all the moral issues that they're facing and the way in which they will be taunted or canceled or uh dismissed which n- no kid wants nobody kid no kid wants to be on the fringe so right. taking a bold stance for Christ and taking the consequences that come with it and the persecution that will come with it at that tender age when you want to be accepted and you want to be part of something um, and you don't want your friends to say, oh, you're one of those guys. Uh, How do these kids say, yes, I want to plant my flag for Christ and I'm going to live for him?
1: Well, we grown-ups have to set the tone and be a role model and also pray. But, But this morning, I was just in front of 200 kids and, you know, was talking to them, and I said, remember the one that, that died on the cross for you. You know, I realize there's peer pressure. You know, when I uh, was in high school and then the Lord really got a hold of my life when I was in college, and I lost some friends over it. I mean, I had I had friends at school that made fun of me. They thought atheism was chic and intellectual and believing in God was, you know, like a fairy tale. I had a lot of friends that made fun of me, and uh, you know, that they kind of cut me out of their world. But I said, you know, the thing, first of all, I I had a new world. I had the church. I was now part of a very um, affirming uh, koinonia, the fellowship of the church. But the other thing is that I constantly would remind myself of, that person in my dorm, who makes fun of me now because I believe in Jesus, they didn't hang on a cross and die for me. Christ did. Right. And and I really need to... I'm obliged to live my life for the one who gave his life for me. And, you know, I said, also think about this. When when somebody says, look, either you affirm my deviant lifestyle or you, you don't love me, I've often said, look, if somebody draws a line in the sand and the litmus test for love is that I betray Almighty God. I'm sorry, you'll lose, because if if you're going to define, you know, I I'm your friend and I love you. If and only if I turn my back on Christ the Lord, I'm sorry, that's a bridge too far. I agree. I, I care about you. I would do anything. In fact, the most loving thing is to tell people the truth, and the truth is the Bible says what it says, and and I'll say, look, you think I don't love you, but actually I'm doing the most loving thing I could possibly do, which is to firmly, compassionately, tell you the truth that will save your soul and improve your life, and so um. <laughs> If if you're telling me, you know, betray Christ and his word or I don't love you, well, sorry, I'm not going to do that.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. So you've got a bunch of kids in in front of you hearing uh, the truth of the gospel, and help you're helping them navigate their way through some of these difficult issues that they're facing every day in school and among their peers, and so... Alex I just pray for you that you will um that you will reach many for Christ in this coming week Amen. and that you will uh have a, a great story to tell of the harvest of souls that came to saving faith in Christ and that made a decision to follow Jesus because we need to act with a sense of urgency and this is a very beautiful time in the life of these kids who are with their peers having fun and hearing The powerful message of the gospel.
1: Amen. Amen. Hey, do I have time to give an illustration? If we're out of time, I understand. Got a minute and a half. So here's an illustration, and I've used it on your show before, but I got pulled um for not wearing a seatbelt and the ticket was 168 16250. And so I called because it wasn't a moving violation, but it was a seatbelt violation. So um I called to pay with my credit card. And the lady, she comes back. And she goes, "Your ticket's already been paid." True story, Bill. Promise you. And I said, "What?" She goes, "Look, um, I don't know if the cop, you know, did it, but she said I could take your credit card, and I could charge you one hundred and sixty-two fifty for not wearing your seatbelt. You could pay this ticket, Mister McFarland, or you can accept that it's already been paid for you." Wow. And that's like the gospel. It is. Um, we could pay for our sins, but that's called separation from God or hell. Right. Eternal. Or we can accept that the sin debt has already been paid. Amen. And Jesus uh, went down not to the courthouse, but to Mount Calvary. Right. And he paid our debt, and we put our trust in him,
0: and we are forgiven. Beautiful. Alex, have a great week. Thank you so much for being my friend and being on the show. God bless you, Bill Arnold, and God bless Faith Radio. Thank you. Dr. Alex McFarland has been my guest. We'll take a short break and be right back. And welcome back to the show. I'm so glad that you can join me today. I am having a little bit of a difficulty connecting with our guests today. You know, that happens every now and then when you have a little time of confusion and, and different time zones. And like, for example, coming up in the next hour, my guest is coming all the way from Australia. So that's going to be interesting as well. Uh, Adam Ramsey is going to be our guest for our Red Word series. So we're going to deal with that. Um, looking forward to that. So our guest Joe Dallas may not be joining us today, so I think we're going to spend some time uh, hearing from you, and if you've got uh, something that's on your heart, uh, the other day I just uh, continue to ask for people that have things that they would like us to pray for, and when I ask that, I usually get a lot of requests, and I have this way of getting up in the middle of the night, and sometimes I get up at 3 in the morning and I don't go back to sleep. And I find it to be a very sweet time of prayer. And I love being up in the middle of the night because I feel awake and ready to meet with the Lord. And sometimes when 6 or 7 o'clock rolls around and the day's ready to get started, I think I'm glad I had a couple hours of prayer because I wouldn't want to face my day otherwise. So if you have a prayer request, something Rosie and I could pray for you today, we'd love to hear what that is. Our text line is open, and we'd love to hear from you. 8 779332484 again 8779332484 and as you are contemplating what it is you want us to bring to the Lord obviously you can remain anonymous sometimes the requests are are a little personal and we're not going to mention any names uh, unless you want us to cuz i think sometimes praying very specifically is uh, the way i love to pray general prayers sometimes get general answers and specific prayers oftentimes get very specific answers and i think uh Rosie and i were just enjoying one of those answered prayers today as a matter of fact so it was really uh exciting uh, as we were praying for uh, kind of a breakthrough and boy there it was and mm. thank thanks be to god for that uh, the answer to that prayer so i know you've got something on your heart so let me let me know what it is this half hour is going to be just for you so whatever you have uh, that you would like us to consider and pray for not only might we pray for it right now but it'll go on my prayer list and when i'm up at three or four in the morning um maybe wishing i was asleep but really glad i'm up being able to pray so eight seven seven nine three three two four eight four and in our um uh, a redbird series coming up adam uh, ramsey is a delightful pastor i had him on once and i said you must come back on again and do some teaching and he's going to be doing that so I'm looking forward to that, but I'd love to hear from you if you've got a prayer request. Uh, Rosie, I hmm. I find it always a privilege to pray for Faith Radio listeners and friends, and, and I'm looking forward to finding what's on people's hearts today.
2: You know what's so fun about prayer is that um, sometimes you just have a general feeling of, okay, I just need prayer, and it feels maybe just like an oppression, and you just aren't seeing the joy in your day the way that you typically do. But I find so much um, comfort in categorically praying. Like sometimes I am just wanting to pray for people who um, potentially don't know the Lord. And I can go to scripture and find out what his will is mm-hmm. um, for the unsaved and then pull some of that scripture into my prayer. And then it's going from, so it might be for somebody in my family by name, but then I think, oh, Lord, you can take this prayer. But I'm praying for this person by name and you can multiply it Mm -hmm. over your kingdom. Amen. I love that.
0: I do too. Thank you, Rosie. Mm -hmm. My first uh, request is uh, a mom who apparently, or a dad, who is uh, looking to have their daughter, their one and only daughter, head to college this fall. Mm. And I love that you're already anticipating that date in fall when when that daughter leaves the nest. And you're going to... Be without your one and only daughter. So I'm sure there's plenty of uh, thoughts and maybe a little bit of anxiety about that. So let's just pray right now. We don't know your daughter's name, but that's a okay. Heavenly Father, I, I'm so grateful that there's details that you know already in advance and the way in which you are preparing the heart of this uh, woman that's heading off to college away from uh, home. But What a beautiful future that she has uh, in store. And I pray as she lands on campus that other believers will come alongside her. She will find beautiful ways to discover and grow in her faith and be an academic ace that she'll get great grades. Mm. pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Rosie, maybe you would... Mm. uh, pray for the next request that has just come in.
2: Absolutely. So I just okay, you know, this is so beautiful. What a great prayer request because it kind of it goes back to seeds that are planted and the soil in which they're planted. So when we're sharing the gospel for the first time with somebody, mm-hmm you know it's important to continue to ask the lord to hover over that seed to nourish it to enrich the soil it was planted in so it's not you know often we you know sometimes sharing the gospel is just hard right and you feel awkward but it just it doesn't stop with the words you spoke to somebody it can be continued to be laced and to be um rooted in prayer so mm-hmm. lord jesus we just lift up all of those who um who who meet others and who, who want to share the love that you have for them with other people? And Lord, we know, according to Second Peter three nine, that your will is that all none should perish, but all should come into repentance. So, Lord, for the seed that was planted in this gentleman's life. Um, just, just so very recently, would you, would you hover over him? Holy Spirit, would you come in ways that he cannot deny? Would you water that seed? Would you let it root so deep in his life that, um, it bears fruit and it, it bears fruit in joy and grace and in peace and in gentleness, Lord, and in a way that is an example to a whole new group of people in his life that perhaps don't know you. Lord thank you for the person who had um who just had the uh courage to share who you are Lord thank you um for that person who stepped out in faith and we just thank you so much God for being part of a family a community um and a body under your name Jesus that wants to grow and to um share your love with others thank you Jesus in your name we pray amen
0: amen thank you Rosie and mm-hmm. there's another prayer request that has come in for prodigals. And you might have a prodigal in your family, someone that you care deeply about and someone you love with all your heart and they have wandered away. And you talk about the way it breaks a parent's heart to know their children grew up in the church and yet they leave home and they end up walking away from the church and going their own way. So maybe that's your story right now as well. And you've got someone that it's grieving your heart. So, uh, if that's if that's your situation as well, I want to pray for all the prodigals. Heavenly Father, nothing breaks our heart more than uh, a child that grew up in the faith, that understood the beauty of the gospel, and that grew up in a loving Christian environment. And as they got to a point in their adult life where they started to um, walk away from that and started to uh, do their own thing and not stay in community and stay in fellowship— I ask, Lord, specifically, um, not only for Anne's prodigals, but also for the many, many prodigals right now that are in the lives of people listening. You're driving home, and you're thinking, that's my child, and I want him to come back into the flock and to be once again renewed in their faith. So we ask, Lord, that the power of the Holy Spirit would Mm. enter their lives today, even right now, and get their attention in a way that only you can and bring circumstances into their life, as troubling as those circumstances might be, for the ultimate result of bringing them back into their faith. Pray mm. all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen. Lord, I, uh, <laughs> Lord, Bill, I love this next. <laughs> Are you feeling this is your show? Well, I get well, that. Well, you know, it is Small your show. Lord, right? <laughs> <laughs> lowercase. Yeah, l- lowercase Lord. L- okay. L- l- Lowercase L. Um, I love this next prayer request because it is for the details in life, right? And, and we, God says to come and bring everything to his throne. And sometimes when we are loving our children or our, um, our siblings, our spouse, we can love them in detail in prayer too. So Lord, uh, I just lift up this parent to you, Lord, who um, needs something for her son, God and um, that you would provide that. Jesus, the higher prayer though is in Romans, you talk about it is your loving kindness that leads us into repentance. So Jesus, I ask that you would cover this son in your loving kindness that would lead him into repentance, that would uh, realign who he is in you. And in that process, God, would you comfort him would you bring these papers forward in the time they need to be brought forward lord only you know what you have in store for this child but you have heard the prayer of every single prayer prayed prayer prayed by his parents so lord we ask for that expedient receipt of those prayers and that you would just Comfort him in this process and show who you really are, Lord. For this we pray in your almighty name, Jesus.
0: This dear man um, wants prayer for his healing for his wife, who has struggled with depression for 20 years. Mm, So hard on the whole family. I want to pray so specifically, sweet Heavenly Father, please, please, please hear the prayer request for Mm. the healing of this Dear woman, struggling with depression for 20 years, Mm. this is something only you can can help with. And we plead with you to help and to give her that peace that only comes from you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm. That was a hard one to pray.
2: It is hard. That
0: is so hard.
2: You know, I think that's part of the difficulty in the Christian walk is that um, the Lord says he will, for those who believe he will move those mountains in Mm -hmm. our life. He doesn't tell us the when and, and he's sovereign. And so the persistence of prayer, we don't know how it is helping a person that is, um, in depression and anxiety and in need of healing. We don't know how it is helping them bear that Mm -hmm. until healing comes. And so those are, those are tough because the journey can be long and and very hard. So, uh, Lord, here is another prayer request, and uh, it's so tender, because Jesus, even though we know you by name, even though you have called us yours, we still have um, opportunity to be less than what you would have for us, less than who we are in your uh, as daughters and sons of the high king. So, Lord, when we are in behavior, when we are having a difficulty bending our knee, when we are not following the wishes of others, Lord, we would ask that you would um, take scales off our eyes, that you would send hosts of heaven to um, remove strongholds of disagreement that peace and uh, would be the name the the emotion that rests on us and that we would be obedient to uh, what is asked of us in your name so jesus i pray for this uh, family that you would come and bring resolution lord i pray that they would have the courage to walk out what they are supposed to walk out and that you would bring um comfort in grief oh god only grief acts funny lord and we don't we aren't our best when we are grieving often and so lord I just ask for um, patience and other family members and that the heart of who you are, Jesus, you are love and that that would be what knits everybody together as they grieve. In your blessed name, Jesus, I pray.
0: All right, we're going to continue just having prayer this half hour. And if you have a request, we would love to pray for you. And even though we have a lot of prayer requests coming in, if we don't get time to pray specifically on the air for you, trust me, we'll be praying for you after uh, especially when i wake up really really early which i like doing because i love to be able to wake up and and take the prayer request to the lord so keep them coming 877-933-2484 rosie and i will be right back Welcome to the show. So glad we can live life in real time. This is what's happening right now. We're just opening up this time to pray for people and whatever requests they may have. And I just had one request come in. Um, friend Jenny, who is battling colon cancer. She's in the ER right now, waiting on a mm. blood transfusion and stint. And what's next? Mm. And so, you know, you talk about urgent requests. It's like, mm-hmm. right now, she's right now, yeah. yeah. in ER. So... Uh, we will definitely also uh, play, pray for that. And I have prayed uh, many days for this listener's uh, Christian bookstore. And sh- uh, she said that last week we had a really good sales day on Saturday with great spiritual conversations.
2: I That's love awesome. I that, that, yeah. love
0: that. Yeah. Let me pray. Uh, dear Jesus, you are the great physician, the great healer, and the great calmer of anxiety. And Jenny must feel a lot of anxiety right now, battling colon cancer in the ER waiting on a blood transfusion. Please give her peace and comfort, and you know uh, what is ahead for her journey. So comfort her, heal her, give her strength and a renewed body and health. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm.
2: This next prayer is a prayer, you know, we were having a conversation earlier, Bill, um, today with people at Faith Radio about how love takes on very so many different forms, but especially in a marriage when you are loving somebody through something. And so this prayer is for joy. Lord, I ask that you would um, strengthen her, that you would f- fill her in her places where she feels weary. Lord, that you would, um, you are in our midst at all times, and that you would sing over her as it says you do in Zephaniah, Lord. And Lord, for her husband, I ask. You know um, your Psalm one hundred seven twenty says that you sent your word to lead us out of our destructions, Lord. And we stand there that you love her husband, that you would be his courage, that you would um, help him understand his brokenness, and that he would have strength to bring it to you, Lord. That you would deliver him out of his circumstances, and that he would only find in you what is satisfying, Lord. And for this, I pray in your name, Jesus, please multiply this prayer over all those who face sins of the flesh. God, it is hard on the side of heaven, but you can be everything we need and you are everything we, we need, Lord. Mm-hmm. So multiply this prayer over your addicted, Lord, in your blessed name, Jesus, we pray.
0: Amen. Thanks, Rosie. Next request is uh, a gentleman would love the Lord to send him a wife that puts him puts the Lord first and that will love him for the rest of the days of his life. What a beautiful thought. Heavenly Father, we know that there's plenty of people that feel disconnected, that would love companionship, that would love intimacy, that would love that beautiful connection of husband and wife. I ask, Lord, that you would bring someone into this man's life because I know you can. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love praise prayers too. I do too. Uh, you know, oh, this, next this next
2: I know, one. I know. I want to is... fight. I want
0: to fight you for this one. I know. Oh. I
2: think I'm taking it though. Okay, I got, you go yeah, ahead. You know, I'm one of ten kids. I'm gonna, I'm going to wrestle for this one. Now you is, go ahead. Um, so, th- Lord, thank you. Thank you for not only one person delivered from addiction, Lord, but for two. I just thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for um all the people who serve in treatment centers lord thank you for these two individuals who have accepted you as lord and savior jesus this is the part that's so human and we know that um addiction especially has often has going back and forth in and out of it so lord we ask that that not happen in this case that this time of being released from addiction would be the only time they need this prayer that you would take those seeds of newness and of faith and you would root them so deeply in who they are that you would surround them with other people lord that have nothing to do with addiction but everything to do with who you are Lord, let there be joy and love and gladness and let their life be testimonies to your grace, your mercy, and your forgiveness. For this, we pray in your almighty name, Jesus. Mm.
0: Rosie, thank you for that. Also, this prayer request came in for a 89-year-old mother, which, of course, you you not only love your mother, but when they're getting to be that age, you you have such incredible care and compassion. And this 89-year-old mother has been on a seven-month depression and suffered bipolar her whole life and has been on medication, and we've tried everything. So we know exactly what we can do is take this to the Lord. And Heavenly Father, we bring this prayer request for this precious 89-year-old mother suffering with seven-plus months of depression. And you are the place we start, and you are the place we persist with we want to be coming time and time again to bring this request to you that you would uh, intervene and you would help heal this troubled bipolar depressed mind and make Mm -hmm. it new in your perfect timing and we will we will give you the the praise and glory and honor and thank you in jesus name
2: amen uh this next prayer bill i I so relate with so many times when we have um, others that are in places that they shouldn't be, our own patients, thins. So, Lord, um, I just lift up these two brothers to you. First and foremost, we ask for the older brother to realign his life to you, Lord, that you would go. You say that you go and you leave the flock and you go get the one, Lord. We are asking you to go get this older brother. And Lord, as you do that, the wounds that are created, the disappointments that have taken place in this family—if you won't also take your hand and heal them, and give the other sibling, Lord, patience and and um, mercy—that you won't give them the eyes to see his older brother as you see him, Lord, let your love just rest on this family, God, and let it be a testimony of um unity, Lord, versus division. For this we pray in your almighty name, Jesus.
0: Mm. There's a number of requests that have uh, come in. Of course, there are people who are in need of prayer for health and wellness, and there's requests that continue to come in for uh, a loved one that is really in need of being back into a right relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus. And, boy, yeah. I pray more than ever that the people who are um outside of being in a right relationship with with Jesus would come to a immediate understanding that the Holy Spirit would bring them to a place of immediate conviction that someone will come alongside them and and start a conversation get their attention that a set of circumstances would come into their life that would make them pay attention in a in a way that they have maybe not done so in a while mm. so lord as we put our, our um, request before you for the many health concerns of several listeners right now and the waywardness of some of these beautiful kids and adults that have wandered away. And we ask, Lord, that you would bring them back, give them the clarity of mind, let the scales fall from their eyes and give them the understanding that they need to come home and we ask that in Jesus name. Amen.
2: Amen. And Bill, we just have just a couple minutes left here if if you don't mind just if I can just pray for all of those who are caring for the caregivers. Yes. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for all the people um for the Simons of the world, Lord, that um walk alongside their loved ones that are hurting, that are depressed, that are addicted, um bosses that don't see them, Lord, uh parents that aren't appreciated, uh you know, godparents and grandparents that are praying but aren't visited so lord I, I just lift them up to you that you would be you would sustain them with your love that you would meet them at their places show them that you see them sing over them with joy lord fill their sails um with your presence and so and give them the courage and the strength lord in their weariness to stand a day again for this i pray in your almighty name
0: mm-hmm. thank you rosie yeah, there's several, many, many more, and we're going to continue uh, praying off air as I will put you on my list. So I want to say, Shirley and Patrick and others, you're going to be prayed for, just so you know. There's some pastors out there that are concerned about their congregation and taking a firm stand mm. um, against what's going on in yeah. uh, in some of the denominations. So praying for that and, and praying for this month of June and some of the, the ways in which um, kids and grandkids will Exposed to all kinds of activities that are going on in the June, in the month of June, right? Yes,
2: I know they they leave the classrooms and then all of a sudden, yeah, you know, there's yeah, they're yeah, exposed in a, a whole different way.
0: Yeah, so thank you for sending in the prayer requests. I've Rosie and I have loved doing this, and if you would want to sign up for our prayer devotional email, I think it's probably a good time to be reminding you to do that. You can go to myfaithradio.com and check it out. And I think starting each week. You get a moment of reflection and prayer with the Faith Radio Prayer devotional. I think you'll enjoy it. So we've got a great hour coming up with Pastor um, Adam Ramsey. He is coming to us all the way from Australia. So I'm guessing he is just finishing his breakfast and flossing his teeth, and then he'll come (laughs) on and give us the red words of Jesus. That's all coming up next. Thank you so much uh, for the prayer request once again. And the ones that we didn't pray for on air, we will pray for um, tonight. I will. For sure. Probably Rosie too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love doing that. Yeah, I'm good. I do too. So we'll be uh, right back with hour two. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at myfaithradio.com.